Okay, we're, we're back for a very special episode. I'm, I'm joined here with Marcel. Marcel, say hello. Hello. And thank you very much for taking the time out to come and talk to me because we've got something really special to announce, and that's the release of the Hero Hammer fanzine that dropped last night. Well, last night for me, but probably um, uh, sort of early morning or afternoon for you guys over there in the, in, the, uh, uh, in Europe and that kind of thing. So are you happy, Marcel? Are you relieved now it's out? Yeah, I can die happily because I've done something awesome for, for our hobby. Yeah, <laughs> That's brilliant, mate. But um, yeah, I think, I think we're really, really relieved and pleased that um, it's now finalized. It's out there. It's got an external link that people can access it from that we're sort of linking around through Facebook and other sites uh, through Twitter and um, Instagram so people can have uh, access to it. Um, so I thought I'd just do a little a bit of a special podcast, just a short one, just to you know highlight the fact that yes, it's available and if people weren't part of Facebook and they didn't know anything about it, then it's just a fanzine based on um, the early 1990s to mid-1990s uh, White Dwarves and uh, we've got a team of about uh, 12 people uh, plus contributors outside of that through the community that um, have put together a whole range of articles ranging from um, you know, Warhammer Fantasy Battles 5th uh, edition or 4th edition to you know, Warhammer 40k 2nd edition all those kind of games, all those uh, all the um, other um, uh, specialist games that were released during that time as well, like Marcel's got his own little um, section there to talk about um, Mighty Empires and Man of War and that kind of thing. So we try to cover all bases and that kind of stuff. Uh, Marcel, did you want to uh, give people a bit of a, a wrap of what you've included in the latest fanzine, mate? Um, I wrote a short story about um, a gyrocopter pilot and his first mission. Um, and it's kind of funny how I got the idea for that because I acquired one of the old 4th edition models, the very iconic gyrocopter, and then, how was it? Uh, are you still there? Yeah, man, I'm just muting my mic, oh, sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> just give you like really nice clear audio, that's all. <laughs> yeah, it went silent suddenly, so okay, okay, sure. Um, and then, ah, and then you got uh, started the competition about the the Dwarven Rune. Um, what what uh, we could uh, think about a, a rune for, for dwarves. And uh, the winner is also included in the magazine. And I was thinking about a rune and then I connected it with a gyrocopter pilot and then one thing led to another and in the end I wrote a little short story about the gyrocopter and it's also matching the theme of the first issue that is Night Goblins. And then I wrote something, yeah, my, my thinking about a Manowar campaign, uh, all the problems <laughs> that comes with such an undertaking. Um, it's the first thoughts about it. It's so it's not a complete rule set or something like that. Just my crazy, crazy thoughts about that. And then, yeah, and when we got our great uh, battle report about about a famous uh, dwarven brewery and uh, dwarves um, defending it from 
the uh, so they say uh, true ruler of uh, Karak Eight Peaks. Um, but I I will not spoil the outcome, so people have to read uh, <laughs> the issue, and I gave a call out for people who want to join me in a Mighty Empires campaign. So the really old stuff that started with the third edition Old Hammer and was later upgraded for fourth edition. Yeah, and let's see what happens with all that stuff that's now out there. Yeah, because we've, we've got a good blend, haven't we, in the magazine? We've got, <clears throat> we've got do we, we do have some Old Hammer because, you know, I grew up, you know, in the... Uh, in the age where I picked up third edition uh, fantasy, uh, the the battles book, you know, the Warhammer Fantasy Battles third edition, and the original first edition Warhammer roleplay books. So you know, I was already immersed in in the old Hammer uh, era uh, in the beginning, but it wasn't until fourth edition where I really got into the game, and I, it found more of a, a clip with me because the rules were just too too complicated, too complex, too complex or complicated, or <laughs> for my young brain. Uh, being 17 um, for the for the third edition stuff so we've got a good blend of and mix of different things but it's primarily uh, sort of the 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 golden age or you know the hero hammer age of uh, of the hobby and uh, all the games that uh, in, encompass that but um, yeah we've got some great articles in there you know not only from Marcel of course but we've got some other written material from Nathan Stone from the War Games Orchid podcast He's um, submitted uh, some stories there as well. <clears throat> We've got a good man, Owen, uh, that um, if uh, you have not met Owen St uh, Staten, he's on our YouTube channel at the Crown of Command podcast uh, on YouTube. And Marcel and, uh, and Owen and myself have been having like 30-minute chats sort of at the end of the beach week and just talking about our hobby and what we've been doing and what we're planning and that kind of stuff. So... Uh, that's been really, really entertaining, and, and Owen's a great storyteller, as we all know, and he's been um, very generous in providing us uh, stories about Vander and his quest uh, to rid the, the Night Goblins uh, out of um, a certain place in the old world in some some dwarven hold uh, that I, don't, I can't remember where exactly it was now, but you need to go and have, have a look. But, you know, I don't want to spoil anything like Marcel said. You need to go and check out the fanzine and check it out. There will be links in the show notes to the actual link for the fanzine. It's on an external site that's been set up with one of our generous um, members and from the community that have really helped us out. So um, so thank you to Heiko for that from the Netherlands. Uh, so just look up Hero Hammer, that's one word, uh, hyphen fanzine.com backslash and it'll take you there. But again, the link will be down below in the show notes. So... Oh, hang on, sorry, I just got my messenger open. Sorry about that. <laughs> that was my man, Angel. Now, Angel, that's a good timing, actually, Angel. Thank you very much. Yeah, he's he's the main brainchild behind this magazine and fans, and it, would have been, it wouldn't have been possible without him because he nearly caused an accident in my car when he sent me the, the, image, <laughs> the first image of the cover of the, of the mock-up cover, and I was on my way to work on a Saturday morning, and I thought, oh, my God, this is just amazing, like... You know, he's such a talented guy, like what he can do with graphic design and everything like that, you know, I could only dream of doing. Um, so it's really his brainchild, his baby, and we're just helping cradle it <laughs> and give it milk and ho hopefully let it grow. And we, we, we grew it to about 80 odd pages or 90 odd pages in the first issue. So 
Um, it's been a massive achievement, but you know he's done a lot of work. As long as everybody, everyone else has done a lot of work, but yeah, he's been doing a lot of stuff with the graphic design, doing the layout and that kind of thing. So uh, all credit to him for that and to our massive team of contributors doing a lot of work in the background uh, in getting this off the ground. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think... Thank I think, you, guys. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much, guys. Yeah, we, we've, we've, we've got our own Discord channel, if people don't know, and, and people who want to connect with us, even by talking with us, because Marcel, um, uh, the great man that he is, he's always on there every, every evening when I come home from work. He's always on the Discord and the voice channels and uh, <laughs> wanting to talk to people and connecting with people that way. Uh, so if you want to become part of our Discord uh, community, I'll leave a link down below that will be like a, you know, a non-expiry link. Uh, you can click any time to join us there. Um, Marcel, what's, hap what's been happening in the Discord channel, mate? recently anything any news oh i would say in the last few days it got a little bit quiet but because i think we were all very busy with the fanzine yeah uh, to finish it and not to let people wait any longer because some people yeah owen i'm talking to you and nathan got very anxious <laughs> about uh, the release date um yeah um the thing is I mean, I'm living here in Germany and the problem with uh, Discord or not the problem, but the um, thing is with the different time zones, because there are a lot of guys from all over the world. That's just awesome. Yeah, I, I know people now all around the world that, um, yeah, frustrate with my bad English. And um, I think it it would be really cool to get more people online so that there's always or most of the time somewhere there um, so that people can connect and um, I for my part really enjoy being in the we've we've got their little uh, section or channel that's called paint and chat and um, it's just there I'm I'm online and uh, connected to this uh, or on this uh, part of the discord channel and I'm painting and talking to people and that's just great we are not always talking about hobby stuff so what miniature are you painting oh that miniature oh what color did you use or what technique or whatsoever but also about regular life how the COVID situation is in the country and all kind of stuff and it's really really great and enjoyable and i don't regret it a minute that's nice man that's awesome i think that's how we met isn't it we, we met through discord and we we've met um you know heaps of people now and in regular contact with people we've met people that are now part of the fanzine now through the discord and not only through facebook as well so it's been a great place um it's been the soul really of, of our community now in many ways which has been excellent because you know like typing and texting people is one thing but then actually hearing their voice and then getting a, a sense of their character or um, talking about where they're from and and um, you know all that kind of stuff is just an awesome extension to <coughs> what we're normally doing uh, online so it's yeah. been really really good yeah it's been great and there's a lot of hobby stuff on there too so people posting up their projects they're working on um, so it's, it's a great place for encouragement uh, to see other people working on things and getting inspired uh, through that as well has been really good. Uh, sometimes 
not too not too uh, beneficial in some ways because I get distracted and I think, oh yeah, I need to do this, and uh, <laughs> this guy's doing some really amazing terrain. I need to get my terrain stuff out and start, you know, getting stuck into that as well. I, and yeah, I've I've been sort of on tangents ever since we got started with the um, the call of the crown and that kind of thing. So I've been bouncing back and forth and mm. and um, but it's been good. It's been good fun, you know. And yeah. um, and we are also doing most of our remote games via our Discord channel. So. Uh, sometimes it's not so stable the connection but I would say most of the time it really works and that's also very easy to set up and have fun yep it's very easy to set up I had uh, well we, we've played uh, what about three or four different remote games now we did one for the fanzine with the one fantasy battle one we've played man of war through fan through the through the discord um, yeah remote play Hero <coughs> quest. Hero Quest, we did, we're doing advanced Hero Quest as well, uh, as of like you know the last few sessions we've played of that, which works perfectly. Um, mm. So yeah, yeah, and and talking about that, we're going to have another game, another session of advanced Hero Quests this Saturday night. And uh, uh, if there are any other worthy adventures, ad adventurers, I should say, out there that who want to join us, um, and who are free <laughs> from about I don't know. Uh, mid oh, about 11 p.m. Tokyo time, <clears throat> which is about 5:30 in the afternoon for you guys over there, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Around about that time, yeah. On a Saturday, if you want to join us for some advanced requests, we might have a couple of slots available. There's always that wizard, that, that pesky wizard who no one wants to take. Uh, <laughs> he's always available, uh, and uh, maybe someone else because yeah, maybe um, yeah, we need we need some backup. But if if you can't, that's fine. But we're having yeah. fun playing that anyway. Yeah, that's uh, true. Rolling D12s of all things, you know, it's it's a GW <laughs> game with D12s in it. I mean, you know, lo and behold, it's it's possible. <laughs> but uh, and uh, tell us a bit about your um, role playing thing, mate, because you, you're doing through that, that through Discord as well, aren't you? The role play sessions. Um, we do the talking um, through Discord, but for the actual gaming, we are using a, a software that is available. Um, so you got all the rules and maps for the um, adventure in this software integrated and it's all doing the math thing and you even can roll digital dice there. You see them uh, rolling over the uh, yeah, screen <laughs> also with the, with the sound. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's a, how how do you want to play role-playing games in in lockdown? So that's a thing. Yeah, my my friends or my regular gaming group can't come over to to play, and 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 so yeah, that's the next best thing I I was um, thinking about or I want to try out. And so um, there are a lot of different um, software or platforms or however you may call it are available um, and um, cubicle 7 the um, publisher of the newest Weimar role-playing game fourth edition joined with one of the platforms and made officially stuff available um, but for other uh, software or systems there's also uh, fan-made stuff for Warhammer available so you can choose what's best to your liking yeah, and I mean, <laughs> I'm an old school role player or, or also uh, as a game master and it's kind of 
hard for me to sit in front of a screen without my books, my game master screen, without even dice <laughs> and game master a game. That's yeah, kind of hard to uh, to to grab that for me. But in the end, I, I think the good thing is we are all on the same page. So my players and I, we are new to the new fourth edition system and they are new to this digital stuff. And and so we are just all trying to get that started. And we had our first session uh, last Friday. That was really cool and bloody. <laughs> yeah. Please tell us more about Marcel. Marcel, what actually happened there, mate? Because there's a few <laughs> funny, few few funny occurrences happened during that session. I, I should assume. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I decided first. I decided we will start the. Um, Enemy Within campaign. That's one of the most iconic role-playing campaigns you can play. Um, I can only think about two or three others that are around, uh, like here, um, Horror in the Orient Express for Call of Cthulhu or so. And um, uh, Cubicle 7 uh, will release the complete campaign over the next, uh, yeah, months or years and they already had the first three ones available i think and i only got the first one um, um in shadows over bogenhafen that was the old name the new name is enemy in shadows but the um, content is very much the same the good thing is uh, for veteran veteran players they uh, made little boxes for new options so that you can surprise your old players with new stuff. That's really neat. And before we will start this campaign, um, I started uh, with, a, with a really old adventure. Uh, the original one was from 1987, written by Jim Bambra. It's called Night of Blood and it's now available for free for the fourth edition. And it's one of the most iconic Warhammer role-playing adventures I've ever played. It's so cool. Um, I, I will not go into details because I don't want to spoil my group. Um, but um, during our last session, the um, characters met up on a rainy road, on a rainy night, on a muddy road <laughs> in the Reichwald forest in the Empire. And then uh, in, in the forest, there were beastmen hunting a deer. And then the beastmen appeared on the road. And uh, yeah, my characters or the characters have to try to <laughs> stay alive. And the real the problem is there are no fighters at all. We've got a farm boy, we've got a juggler and we've got a nun of Sigma. That's it. I mean, that's so typical Warhammer and not like D&D &D where you start as, oh, I'm the wizard or I'm the warrior. No, I'm a wizard apprentice or I'm just a squire. <laughs> so that's that's something. Yeah, it's really gritty. Yeah, it's deadly, but that's some of the things that make it so interesting to playing it. You're you're really Ah, you're you're so happy if your character survives long enough to get to level two, <laughs> starting <laughs> his his next career. Yeah, so yeah. oh man, I can now 
as a as a wizard apprentice and I now can do stuff <laughs> really cool stuff and so on and yeah that's really fun and all the interaction between the characters that's the most important important mm. part for me not the rules mm. not the dice rolls it's just how they interact and all we have fun together that's really really cool sounds awesome and i wish i was actually part of that because um yeah, I do remember that having all those old source books and everything back in the day when I was in high school. I think one of my mates uh, sold it to me for like 50 bucks, like the core rule book mm. and some supplements. And it had the Enemy Within campaign. And it was like part of like a three book uh, supplement. So it was like just all combined mm. in together like a softback. But I, ha I just I just remember now, just, just thinking about that, I had the, um, the Enemy Within... Is it the Enemy Within book yep. with the... Um, or was it the power within? I can't remember. It, was like, it had like this chalice with a skull face on the front of it. Ah, that's the third volume. That's uh, Power Behind the Throne. Power Behind the Throne. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. And it's like a purple book. And it had like this really amazing evocative image on the front. Um, yeah. And I just love the internal art because the colors of the pages and the, and the style of it. And then the port the portraits that were made. And the mm. art. I don't know the, who the artist was, but... They had like a particular artist who did a lot of the portraiture, portraiture mm. for the uh, the characters in the books and stuff like that, mm. and had like a really unique style, and I really liked it. Um, so yeah, but of course I lent it to somebody and I never got it back. <laughs> oh, Sadly, I, I, I would love to have that book now, just just yeah. to just not even not even just to, well to play it obviously, but at some point, but just to have a look at it because yeah, they were I gorgeous mean, books. On, and they are full of background on the Warhammer world. Yeah, there's everything in it. And as you mentioned, the illustrations, um, I, I read a lot of reviews about the newer stuff. <laughs> and I mean, the, the um, adventure books now are uh, mostly uh, full colored illustrations. And, and the guys reviewing the stuff were just, oh, yeah, cool. Look at these pictures. And oh, man, but the NPCs are all black and white. Oh, that's so dull. Yeah, but that's the reference to the old illustrations because they they are really matching the um the art of the of the older editions and they are um how to say it, they are kind of yeah not comical but a little bit over the top drawn mm. so are they really catching the old uh, style of the of the old books that's uh, really cool how they did that yeah, I suppose it's only us, like our generation, is going to appreciate it, really, isn't it? Because we grew up in that sort of time when those books were around. But um, yeah, I, I prefer the black and white art. Even the old Dragonlance books, is, books and that kind of thing, all the supplements for those kind of things, all the internal art was all black and white. Only the covers were color. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I, have, I, have a, I have a strong appreciation for that kind of stuff. But yeah, it sounds really interesting. Uh, I would love to be part of at least one adventure at some point. Me, maybe me and Owen and yourself can do something uh, yeah, down the sure. track. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Just like a one-off kind of you yeah. know thing. That'd be great. Just to relive all those old times of playing um, role play because Owen himself, as you know, you know, loves that um, love that first edition. So yeah, I think it'd be nice for him to play it again. It'd be great just to him 
for either him just doing a character or just running the, the adventure because it'd be just awesome like you know you just yeah. he'll just he'll just never shut up you know <laughs> he'd just talk yeah. talking every single bit and every single detail and yeah it'd be yeah. so so immersive it'd be great yeah we have to record that and just listen definitely. to that all day <laughs> mate we've got to make it a podcast we could definitely make it a podcast at one at some stage <laughs> one, one of the shows will be like a, a role-playing thing a role-playing session uh that'd oh, be great yeah. yeah because i don't i don't never i never play role-playing games mate i haven't played i can't remember the last time i actually played a role-playing game to be honest it's been a long oh, time oh. maybe it was back in the uh late 90s that I last played a role-playing game. Mm. I'm thinking it was, actually. I'm thinking it was the second edition of uh, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, actually. Okay. Uh, or first edition. And I did I did pick, a, I did choose my race, and it was dwarf, a dwarf, mm. and then I rolled on the table, and I got mm. a slayer. I was a troll slayer, mate. It was just amazing. Yeah. yeah. Best thing. <laughs> so lucky. Yeah, I couldn't believe my yeah. luck on that one. Yeah, that was brilliant. But, um, I mean, when you're playing Warhammer Fantasy Battles, you are also kind of role-playing because you're playing the general that commands his troops. So hmm. that's also a kind of role-playing, as you like. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think so, too. As, as, as long as you're sort of immersed in what's happening around you, I think it, yeah, you, do, you do, you know, your imagination will play into a big part of what you're doing. A big part of the game is your imagination. Yeah. So, yes, they, they both have their... Um, their places that's for sure um so yeah hopefully we'll get this mighty empire campaign kicked off because it's a game i have only experienced one 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 time very briefly with a friend back in australia uh, i would love to experience that again but with your mm. ideas of having the um you know the multiple armies through remote play that everybody's going to be part of it like maybe a few like maybe three three or four people maybe maybe three people yeah three um, people like in the base <clears> set yeah would be great and then you know we'll we all have the same armies as the people who are participating in it um yeah so i think it's possible we can do it i think i don't know if i can do it i don't it depends on the other people and what armies they choose i guess i mean if someone chooses something like lizardmen well i'm out for sure that's definitely definitely <laughs> something i don't have i'll never have a lizardmen but yeah if someone says oh, i'll have skaven and i'll play dwarves and someone says i'll play yeah. um orc and goblins well then we're okay yeah but yeah Sure. Yeah, we'll see how it goes, mate. Yeah. And lizard men are not included in. Oh, brilliant! Thanks, God. That's wonderful. <laughs> that's 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 a great relief. Thank yeah. you very much, Marcel. <laughs> also, like like Pretonians. I mean, Pretonians. You can play as generic humans, but uh, no lizard man. No, no Lustria. Sorry. Good. That's good. <laughs> wonderful. Uh, yeah, because that's all based on the old Hammer world, isn't it? It's like really mm. old Hammer. Uh, yeah, this is well. They had the Slan. They had the slam in the old hammer, so I'm, I'm surprised they didn't actually include it. But I suppose it's it's focused on a very particular part of the old world, isn't it? It's not part of Lustria, not part of the new world or anything like that. I mean, it's very generic. You can do mm. as you like. I mean, you can make your alone making the maps is a game in itself and a lot of fun. So you can just uh, create a map and say, oh, that's a part of the coast of Lust Lustria, and here's a empire yeah. expedition exploring whatsoever or the border princes or uh, the land of the trolls and northern kislev and so on but yeah. they included later on i think in the white dwarfs some extra rules for uh, the other races like skaven 
Skaven play completely different for the campaign system because um, you have to raise every settlement you conquer <laughs> to oh, to right. uh, to stay alive. <laughs> so, yeah. Brilliant. Okay, That'd be, that sounds awesome. Okay, well that's good then. I didn't know that. And there's, mm. there's so many things I don't know about a lot of the old games and and supplements that came out through White Dwarves in the journal. The Citadel Journal, that's another big thing that we need to cover, uh, hopefully, in future uh, shows that we can talk about mm -hmm. some of the supplements that came out through that because um, there's so much good resources in those in those journals. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would love to get my hands on those because I never really, I never bought one. I didn't, I didn't even buy one back in the day. So, But it has so much additional content that it just will enhance your games, enrich your games so much more, um, yeah. I found. So that's cool, mate. Okay, well, what are you, what are you working on there, Marcel? Because I, I can hear you tinkering with some plastic or something in the background. Yeah, that's my box <laughs> of uh, square bases. Um, ah. Because uh, the whole day, I, I, I uh, was not painting today, but I cleaned my monopose orcs and goblins from the mold lines that was really hard work yeah <laughs> and, it is mate yeah. and now i've got over 60 <laughs> goblin archers and goblin spearmen for the um, starter scenario from the fourth edition box set ready and now i'm sorting all the bases here to glue them on and then to prime them and maybe to paint them hopefully wow. very soon very good <laughs> we should actually make that a mini challenge for ourselves actually because you're doing the because you, you already you already painted the high elves or you you pretty much complete you almost completed the high elves now. Yeah, and thanks to the challenge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't have any high elves painted, but you're now doing the orphan goblins. How about we do like a mini challenge, like you paint the um, orphan goblins, or just the it's just the goblins, isn't it? There no there are no orcs in it, and I I just paint the high elves and uh, let's see if we can go for you know toe to toe with that and see what we can do per month, uh, our, our monthly quota. As a Ooh, challenge, yeah. I'm taking Ooh. off my glove and a glove and slapping you across the face there, Marcel, with that one. A challenge oh, has been set. That. Yeah, a challenge, <laughs> challenge accepted. Okay. I don't know why I'm doing this because I'm crazy. I've, I've got so many other projects I'm working on at the moment, so I don't know why I'm doing that. But yeah. I think I was, I was just driving on the way home thinking I should really get my high elves out because I've got enough now um, to make an army with them. So. Oh, you uh, also got the guy on the... Um uh on the eagle uh griffin on the yeah, griffin. you need the yeah. guy on the griffin yeah i've got him thanks to daniel from the us he oh. sent me it mate yeah so that's that's awesome so thank you daniel that's if you hear this a bit of a shout out to him he sent me it that ages ago i did put it all together because i did it in one of my youtube videos uh, like a big mm. assembly of it and pinned it all and that kind of thing it's just the other claw there was one missing claw that's why Daniel sent it to me because he he was he got a replacement from GW back in the day, but he had that sitting in its plastic, original plastic container for all these mm. years, wondering what the hell he's going to do with it. So he said, "Hey Josh, if you want this, I'll send it to you." I said, "Okay, no problem, mate. Thank you very much." So he sent it to me. I'm just gonna huh. I'm just gonna um like get some green stuff and make a mold through that. Um, mm. uh, it's something I get in Daiso in here in Japan. It's like an instant mold material. Yep, and uh, then the blue stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, kind of like yeah, you can get it in black, you get it in clear, or get it in so like a white material mm. here. Mm. And um, yeah, I'll do that. I'll make a little mold for it, and and sort of uh, push out a um, a green stuff claw and stick mm. it on him. And I think he should be fine. Either that, yeah. or I've got the the Carl Franz Griffin. I might do it. I might just take his claw off him because. <gasps> 
I know, I shouldn't say that, but poor old Carl Franz. He's such a dupey character, though. He's such a dupey character. Like, he's a great model. I love the yeah. I love the figure. I think it's an absolutely outstanding model. I think it's one of my favorite, all-time favorite mounted um, monster uh, yeah. characters. But you know, the the actual the actual character himself in the in the book is like his. That we we just okay. we just did the empire we just did the empire pod uh, show for the scale of uh, flail uh, uh, I can't speak the flail of skulls I was going to say the skulls of flails but this, this... <laughs> <laughs> it's better than the, than the uh, flail yeah. of ale yeah, yeah flail of ale I'm just drank uh, drank an ale that's probably why I can't speak now but yeah uh, I did we just did that and I I just made a list and you'll hear it when when it comes out anyway but I had I had Carl mm. Franz in it because he's such an iconic character but he. God, it, like the, the the magic items he's carrying is absolutely rubbish, and it just shows you how old that 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 rule book is. Like the actual army book, in comparison to the other other army books, mm. you know, like the high ops got an update. They got like a they got one uh, they got like a read read like a one point five version in 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 uh, the fifth edition. I mm. think Empire really needed another another book just to bring it up, just to align it with all the other armies, and just to mm. change things that were probably um you know just really outdated and just just weren't no I'm not going to say competitive I'm not going to say that at all I just need it, they had like plenty of choices and that kind of thing but I think just some of the items the magic items just didn't really you know they weren't very impressive and I think the empire needed to to have something to give it a lot lot more strength apart okay. from just cavalry I think they just needed something else or just really unique item magic items that just made them a little bit better than than just humans because they are just humans at the end of the day so it's I mean, it's a tough battle for them in in the first place um, mm. in the, in the world of the old world so yeah but I think I'm sure the dwarves would have would have crafted them some better magic items than the um, the the, uh, the hammer of Sigma and all that kind of stuff okay so, yeah. but yeah I might I might um, I might take that claw off uh, death claw and put it on um, a storm wing <laughs> sorry death claw <laughs> but I'm going to borrow your hand for a moment <laughs> uh, oh, and, I, 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 and actually before I do that before I do that Josh you better actually make that mold and, and press it you know, get the green stuff and make yeah. an actual copy of it before yeah. you attach it to the bloody thing because if I do that there's no way I'm going to make a, another copy of it yeah. so yeah, try um, it try it for, for before uh, you amputate here. Yes, before the, before the I do poor any, Empire uh, Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're great models though. I really love the models. Yeah. I'm definitely going to paint it up because it's such a yeah. cool model. I think uh, Matthias uh, posted one up in the Facebook group in the um, mm. the Hero Hammer one in the in our group as well that he just yeah. completed one and he's going to do the back banners and everything on it. Yeah, it's a great model. Uh, I, I really enjoyed painting my high elf griffin here the stormwing it was uh, yeah it's a lot of work because of all the feathers feathers are yeah like no, you did a sterling stones. job in that yeah you did a brilliant <laughs> job because you did like you did two monsters and two characters in one month yeah i mean that's huge man like i don't think anybody has done that uh, <laughs> before, now they are so. finished <laughs> yeah mate yeah they're finished they look really really good yeah they're excellent mate so you should be proud of yeah. that yeah, thank you, um, thank you. And I, th I think I th actually think personally, the High Elf uh, hero on the Pegasus is probably my all-time favorite uh, character on a monster. Mm. As a model, I think it's just an absolutely gorgeous-looking figure. Everything about that model just fits perfectly. 
aesthetically and like in the pose and everything that the color scheme yeah i really really love that model i'll, I'll have to get it at some point in the future i'm i'm not quite sure what they were thinking about the saddles these kind of <laughs> thrones they are sitting on yeah it makes yeah. no sense at all they look but... like toilets like like royal toilets or something that's <laughs> sitting on yeah, yeah cushion toilets. The poor, yeah. the poor creature, yeah. Yeah. Carrying all that stuff. I mean, if that if that elven bony ass you know, hero is not heavy enough, they've got that massive throne that's like you know gold encrusted, like jewel encrusted, all the all the all the gemstones on it enough. Yeah. It probably weigh about a hundred kgs, wouldn't it? But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, that's hero hammer. Yeah, it's amazing they can fly actually after that. Yeah, maybe they've. In in um, it's a rocket uh, engine there under it or yeah. behind it or whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who knows? Oh, man. Yeah, but, yeah, um, but um, talking about uh, crazy ideas, mm -hmm. um, I'm planning to do um, painting all my the miniatures I have for Warhammer uh, Warhammer Quest. I've got the old Warhammer Quest base set. And because uh, we are enjoying our uh, dungeon crawler games so much with Advanced Hero Quest and Hero Quest, I would say, come on, let's give it Warhammer Quest also a try. I only played it once and it was very deadly. I think the group died in the first corridor, <laughs> swamped, swamped by orcs and goblins, if I remember correctly. And uh, yeah, because I got most of the miniatures you need some of the old plastic monopose ones and yeah for heroes you can just use whatever you like yeah yeah that's awesome mate. Yeah, yeah i'm really lo looking forward to it because um when i w when i went to england that was 1994 or 1995 okay i can't remember i think it was 1995 and that was the year that that um warhammer quest was released and we had just arrived in the UK. We were staying in some hotels, some pretty dodgy looking hotels. And um, I went to, I think it was the Hammers, Hammersmith store. And it was on the grand opening and they had that, that game and I bought it. And, um, and the two guys I was with, Marcus and Brad, they were like massively into 40K. And they, they, mm. they weren't into fantasy battles at all or anything like that. But... On our, in our hotel room, I put I, I you know took all the miniatures out. I, I assembled them. I I read the rules briefly, and then I put the um, the tiles on top of the beds because we we just had beds back in those days. Like in the in the hotel room, you just got to think about mm -hmm. a hotel room. All we had was mattresses, so I, I just put the the tiles and the mattress, and then we we set up all the game and we started playing it. And I don't think the guys were really enjoying it, sadly. And we just decided not. We just stopped halfway through or a session or whatever. And we just never mm. played it again. And, and unfortunately, because I was carrying so much stuff around, because I was moving from place to place and place, you know, in, in the UK, uh, things started to sort of, you know, I started giving things away and just, you know, the, the box set basically, you know, the, the box went in the bin and I just had all the components in my bag and then that stuff just mm. went, you know, from place to place and I just started losing things or just giving things away and that kind of thing. And then... I don't think I had anything when I came back to Australia. I had nothing left. So I would love the chance to playing it again, mate. So that'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, ha happy that's painting. My... <laughs> yeah, that... 
Beside all the goblins. Oh, I can use the goblins also in oh, yeah. Warhammer Quest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, they are the same models. They're exactly ah. the same models. Yeah, they're exactly the same. And the orc archers, if you've got the orc archers, they're the same yeah. as well. And I think yeah. the orc, the black orcs are the same. Uh, I think they are not black orcs. They are no. the normal orcs. Ah, the normal orcs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skaven? With the sword and shield. Yeah, yeah. Skaven. Yeah. Skaven. Yeah. And the um, snotlings, spiders, bats. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I need more spiders and bats. So <laughs> I only got yeah. a few. Yeah, I saw you. Saw you. I, I might have a couple of... I might have two or three like giant rats, but like the sort of like chaos giant rats. I'll send mm. to you, mate. So I'll have to have a look, and I think um, I think Nathan is looking for some stuff for you too in the in the last mm. uh, post chat there. Yeah. So that's nice. I'm sure people can help you out, mate. And yeah, who knows, that... when when <clears throat> you when your big treasure box of uh, miniatures arrive back to you, you might ah, have some yeah. you might have some stuff in there. You never know, <laughs> or yeah, someone's sure. going to put some stuff in there for you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's also the good uh, thing about our community, all the trading we do not especially for money uh, but uh, uh, I got some spare miniatures I will never need and you got some and then we can trade and I, I traded with people all over the world I got some uh, Imperial epic miniatures from Canada I traded now some 40k orcs on boars to Spain and got some Buckman Rangers for that so yeah, it's a, a, a mini economic trading system. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that any any imperial um, uh, tra tradesman or not tradesman, what do you, what do you call it? Uh, I've lost. Merchant. I've lost merchant. That's it. Thank you. What do I say? Tradesman. Bloody hell, he's not a carpenter. Yeah, he's he's a merchant. Yeah, any any old world merchant would be very proud of mate. I think having like a little international setup here that we've got through various channels like in Facebook or um in the, on the Discord channel. So yeah, there is a there's a good good uh, bunch of guys there that are really helping us out. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think in final thoughts, I just want to thank everybody who's had this massive outpouring on Facebook, especially about the fanzine, how happy they are with it, and we've had you know just enormous amount of uh, positive comments and feedback coming back uh, about it, which is just brilliant. It just encourages us even more. And um, mm -hmm. I've already been hard at work today at work, at work, um, working on the next two articles, which will be the the Black Plague campaign and the epic space marine um, oh. battle report between john and and um, gordon so i'm looking forward to getting that all set up and what else was there something else as well i'm sort of working on at the moment as well so yeah we're all hard at work getting the second edition the second issue out uh, hopefully in the next couple of months or three months or so but um yeah i don't think we've actually fixed the time as to when the next issue is going to be out but it will be at least two months away yeah, I think at least <laughs> at least at least we're giving we're giving Angel a break he, he needs he needs a week off so yeah <laughs> um, I think most of us don't need a week off but yeah but getting getting yeah. things planned and we've already got lots of lots of stuff ready for the next one anyway so and it's not our fanzine it's a fanzine for the community so everybody who wants to uh, contribute or take part in it just contact us Yes, that's a good point too, Marcel. Yeah, I've had people contact me. Uh, one guy, the old Hammer 
um, Planet Oldhammer from Twitter. Good mate mm. there from the UK. Yeah, he sent me a, a message with a really beautiful looking heavy metal style um, uh, you know, picture of his miniatures that he painted and it looks wonderful. We're definitely going to include that in the next issue. Mm. I do want I do want to embrace more of the old hammer community as well, because you know, as I said, and I think with you and I think a lot of other guys too, when we got into the hobby, we were sort of transitioning from you know third edition like the Rogue Trader era into the Hero Hammer age. So you know, we've got we've got a lot of love for the uh, for the old hammer stuff as well. Yeah, uh, and I, especially the artwork is just absolutely incredible. Um, and a lot of the games that came out through the old Hammer era were absolutely fantastic too. Um, so yeah, we want to include that a lot as well. Okay, mate. Well, I'm really tired. It's, <laughs> I think it's time to call it. <laughs> so, okay, Marcel, sure. thank thank you so much for joining me today. I think we we should do this again soon, mate, for sure. Yeah, a and, pleasure um, as and, always. <laughs> and maybe we'll get a few other guys from the fanzine on, or from our community on Discord or Facebook on as mm. well, and we can have a big chat like we did. We did. We did that. We did it a while ago through Discord, and the, the audio wasn't very clear. So, we we can do it through this one now, and and we've got a much better platform to um, have a, a big chat with lots of people on here at some point in the future. Okay, sure. But until then, mate, happy happy hobbying, and uh, we'll catch you again next time, Marcel. Yeah. Good night and have fun and okay. stay safe. Thanks, mate. Take care. See you later. See Bye. you, everybody. Bye. Bye.